D D D da da da. Thank you very much. Yep. Back in the house. This Ooh. is Taiwan's number one NBA-related podcast. English speaking, of course. Here with me, your host Sam Yarbs from the Heart of the Combat Zone. With me, as always, Matty Greenthumbs. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Coming live from the Combat Zone. When Sam first told us that we are in the Combat Zone, I had no idea what that meant. I took a public bike home. He told me to keep walking straight until you get to the soldiers pointing guns at you. And I realized we are in the combat zone. We are in the combat zone. It's heavily guarded around here. Yeah, this is a, this is an amazing area in Taiwan. I encourage you guys to come visit me. I invite you all to my house, all of our listeners. You're all welcome. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. Yeah, we're up, we're up here in Taiwan. No plus ones, though. We're doing it, yeah. We, Taiwan means a couple of things. Taiwan, Taiwan means uh, hot weather. Yep. Taiwan means amazing food. Yep. And Taiwan means we watch basketball early in the morning because that's how the time difference breaks down for us. Yeah. You forgot cheap beer. I forgot the cheap beer. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, Family Mart summer of beer. Big thank you to Family Mart. Cheers. Your Family Mart beer is Seven Eleven beer. <laughs> is that what it says? No, that's I Select. I Select, the company owned by Seven Eleven. Family Mart needs to get on their shit. Um, fantastic beer. The I Lager couldn't recommend it enough. Fantastic. Pretty good. I think we went over their amazing um, Chinglish introduction before. Uh, in any case, we have a special podcast for you guys right now. Uh, recently released are the over-unders for the NBA 2017-2018 season. Time to gamble some money. It's time to start time to double up. planning where to put that money. Sell your Bitcoin. It's time to gamble on NBA futures. The bubble's bursting, it's, my friends. It's gone. The bubble's popped. So what we've done is, this, this is just a, a rapid fire, this is a quick take. We, we've just literally just looked over the list together and we've compiled what we think are our three best bets for overs and our three best bets for unders. So Matt, if you want to briefly explain to someone who might not be uh, a gambling fan, uh, who's an NBA fan but is not sure of gambling, what, what is an over-under? So basically Vegas or any betting entity, they, they do models on how many expected wins they think a team is going to win in a season. And then they put .5 at the end, so there's no tie. And then people choose, over or under. For example, so I'm in alphabetical order, the Atlanta Hawks, the, this website, Bet Online, which is a very popular one that uses many aggregate Vegas casinos, says the Atlanta Hawks are going to win 33.5 games this year. So if you believe they're gonna win more, you bet the over and you believe they're going to win less than 33.5, you bet the under. Okay, so you got to take even into money. account... Yeah, even money. you got to take into account their wins and losses from the previous year. you got to take into account their roster changes. It's one of the most popular bets at the start of the year to look for, kind of, aside from the analysts, what do those Vegas sharps think? What do those, what do those, those odds makers think? Though, you do have to consider, Matt, something you talked about, the, the public perception of the team. Absolutely. I have... Almost all my teams are big market teams yeah. on my overrunners because that really skews it. What happens with the big market teams? Talk about that. So if you're a if you're a fan of a New York team or an LA team, it's very likely that your fellow fans are going to bet money on your team. So your odds are going to be inflated. People are going to say, "This is my hometown team. I'm going to bet the money." So Vegas doesn't actually put out what they actually think the odds are. They put out an inflated odd to try to get half the money on one side and half the money on the other side, so they just collect the VIG. So if you're betting a, a, so a very, very popular bet, a very profitable bet is 
bet the Super Bowl and bet the least popular team. This is a very profitable. You show big, you show big gains on your bet. You just if the Cowboys or the Patriots or the Green Bay Packers are in there versus like the Panthers or the Giants, just bet the least popular team because the Vegas odds are not actually showing what the odds are going to be for this game. They're showing how how they can place an odd and get half the money on each side. Absolutely, I agree with everything you said except for bet against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's always a terrible idea. Never bet against one. the Patriots Giants. in the Super Bowl. That's a the mean catch. thing to say at the start of a podcast, Matt. We still have to talk to each other for half an hour. I don't know why you would bring up that at the very beginning right here. Gotta uh, bet the Giants. Miserable. Um, no, so yeah, basically, so Vegas is always trying to get some action. This is a really fun way to look at uh, at, at the at the teams at the over unders. So yeah, uh, it, I recommend you check it out. You can check out Bet Online um, NBA over unders. They've already got them posted. The bigger Vegas books will continue to post them, and and they're they're going to constantly move around a little bit. They're going to fluctuate, but this gives us an early. A pre uh, a preliminary look at where Vegas is kind of setting the wins expectations for these teams, and it lets us have some um, some quick reactions. Some yeah, actually, the last two years there's been two amazing movements in bets. Last year it was James Harden. James Harden opened the MVP odds at twenty to one, and the the sharps, the smart people, even the dumb people who yeah. watched basketball, they all just pounded it, and mm-hmm. James Harden went. Down to five to one in a week, oh, from yeah. twenty to one to five to one, four hundred percent. Like that's that's insane. Yeah. And then two years, or I'm sorry, maybe it's three years prior, there were some rumblings that the the thirty to one Cavaliers might be getting their hometown boy back. So mm. you could bet the Cavaliers. This is right before LeBron James came, and there were mm. some rumblings about it. Yeah. And the odds were thirty to one. You get thirty to one with LeBron James on your team. Uh, sorry, with LeBron James coming, and then of course the odds, you know, duck down to three to one, two to one, whatever. Like the people who bet that thirty to one right when they started to hear the news, they're the ones who cleaned up because then. That's the thing. You might be thinking, oh, those two examples, well, Harden didn't win the MVP and Cleveland didn't win the year LeBron came back. But if you're sitting there with James Harden at 20-1, to 1, and by the end of the season, what do you think he was by the very end of the season? 50-50. Yeah. Maybe 2-1. to Maybe 2-1, to one, maybe 3-1 to one at most, right? And you're sitting there with a 20-1 to one ticket. You can sell that 20-1 to one odds to other people. You know, you can still you can still make money on those. Yeah, you, you, just, you just hedge your bet. So say you bet 100 bucks. 20 to 1. So if Harden wins, you get uh, you get $2,000. So you, you just bet 1000 bucks on R- R- Russell Westbrook. So yeah. now you so now you've invested 1000 plus 100, you best 1100 yeah. and you're guaranteed it, it, to win 2000. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you, you, you exactly. set yourself up. You, you hedge yeah. your bets. Like you, you cut your losses a little bit, but mm-hmm. like yeah. if you're going to lose the bet, you might as well hedge it. And exactly. same with the Cavaliers, you know, you, you take the Warriors for a big chunk of money. And you still have this thirty to one like crazy bonanza if the Cavaliers win. Absolutely. So yeah. So we still. So anyway, this at this early point, it's an exciting time to look before the lines have had a lot of time to move. But it's yeah. also a time where we can find some maybe some market correction. So without further ado, absolutely. Let's, let's now is the time to bet. You're right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and dig into it, and let's uh, let's let's plug in my computer here so this doesn't um fucking die on us halfway through. Uh, that would be no fun for anyone listening. Uh, so we're going to start with the overs. So what we've done, we chose our top three best bets for NBA overs and for NBA unders. We're going to start by looking at the NBA overs. 
We're going to go in descending order from number three. You'll share your third, Matt. I'll share my third. Then we'll go number two, number one. So just to be clear, the number one means that's the NBA over we are the most confident with. So we're going in descending in. order of confidence on what we think will be the NBA overs um, going forward. So let's start with NBA overs. We'll say the team, the number, um, over, under, and then we'll talk about them. Um, yeah, just to give the listeners an idea, let's, let's just run through the odds really quick. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and we'll break down really quick. Uh, so this is, these are the overrunners for the 2017-18 NBA season. Atlanta Hawks, 33.5. Boston Celtics, 54.5. Brooklyn Nets, 22.5. That's low. Charlotte Hornets, 41. 50-50. Chicago Bulls, 28.5. I'm going to miss that one, man. Cleveland Cavaliers, 52.5. The Dallas Mavericks are 34.5. Denver Nuggets are 43 and a half. Detroit Pistons, 40 and a half. Golden State Warriors, 67 and a half. Woo! That's a lot of wins. Houston Rockets, 56 and a half. Not bad. Indiana Pacers, 31 and a half. Hold a deep boat. The Clippers, 41 and a half. 50-50. The Lakers, 32 and a half. The Memphis Grizzlies, 39 and a half. Would you like to continue, Matt? Keeping it going, we got Miami Heat. 42 and a half, Milwaukee Bucks, 44 and a half, the Timberwolves are 46 and a half, the Pelicans are 40 and a half, the Knicks, a very low 32 and a half. Oklahoma City, even with Paul George, only 48 and a half, the Magic, 34 and a half, the 76ers, the worst team of the past five years, 40 and a half. Almost. Eastern Conference. <laughs> That's it. You gotta like that schedule. Minnesota, oh, sorry, sorry, Phoenix Suns, 26 wins. The Portland Trailblazers, a very a under- generous. <laughs> a 40 and a half. Shot, that's shots fire. That's, that's, that's fire. Sacramento Kings, 30 and a half. The San Antonio Spurs, always get respect, 54 and a half. The Raptors, 48 and a half. Ooh, I missed that one too. The Utah Jazz, big drop, 38 and a half. And the Wizards, 46 and a half. So there you go. So those are the odds you can choose over under. Sam and I, we're going to start with the overs. Sam, what do you got for number three? Your third most confident bet of My these. third most confident bet for the overs mm. is the Memphis Grizzlies at 39 and a half. Wow. The Memphis Grizzlies at 39 and a half. This is a team that um, has just been consistently winning 40 plus games, getting into the playoffs. They still have Mike Conley, who had. An amazing year last year. I mean, overshadowed by the fact that the top two MVP candidates were Western Conference point guards, not named Steph Curry or Chris Paul, who also play in the Western Conference. So the poor guy has no chance of sniffing an all-star team. But just as a player who had him on his fantasy team and was seeing him rack up numbers week in and week out, coming back from a, a fractured skull, I mean, just an amazing player. Uh, and, uh, and Gasol still there. Um, I like. I know. I know that uh, that Randolph is gone, but 39 and a half seems a bit disrespectful to, to the Memphis Grizzlies from what they always get done. Uh, they may not be grit and grind this year, but they're they're still they're still an excellent team led by two fantastic players, Gasol and uh, and Conley. It's ridiculous how they performed the last couple of years. Was it two years ago they had 26 different players on their team? <laughs> and they still make the playoffs. And they I don't still know make how the they playoffs. do it year in and year out. They're doing it. Yeah, I mean. And so this is the kind of thing. This this reminds me, 
of like uh, and, and what I mean Memphis is, has always kind of reminded me of like a, of like a mini Spurs you know they never reach the height of the Spurs mm-hmm. but it's kind of like um, I'm going to need to see you fail before I start to bet against you you know huh. people predict their demise year after year but I'm going to need I'm going to see it I look at that roster and I think this is not a 39 and a half oh sorry what was the over under 39 and a half yeah, yeah. 39 and a half so this is uh-huh. not a 39 win team mm-hmm. I, I would take the under, but you're right. Like the I mean, West is tough. The West is prove tough. It, but prove, prove it. Prove it. Like, prove it. Yeah. I think that Conley uh, is is you know despite being the highest played player in the NBA is is still. I, I think he's not anymore. He was last year. He was last year. Then yeah, some of the the, the recent contracts probably have, have passed him by. I believe Curious. Uh, and and you know they still got Gasol, still a fantastic. Uh, you know they still have a lot of great defenders on that team. Yeah, a lot of roster upheaval. I just think you you, you got to show me the year they don't win forty games before I'm going to take that money. I like that. Uh, so that's, that's my smart. that's my number three. Over Bet on the institution. No. Okay, so <laughs> I'm looking at the future Spurs. I'm looking oh. at Sean Marks. I'm looking at oh, you like them, bro? No, you do not like them, Brooklyn Nets. Oh man. So listeners of our first podcast, we recapped our over unders from last year, where mm-hmm. Sam I and Wu Xiao J, yeah, Sam's girlfriend, we uh, we all we all put some. Put some uh, confidence points on the over-unders, and I was heavy on the over. I was like, Jeremy Lin, it's a team that doesn't have the draft pick, they've got to win. And I'm, I lost last year, I lost three confidence points, I'm doubling down this year. 22 and a half 22 for and a half. team that cannot tank. This is this is my whole thing. No incentive to tank. If if they had their own draft pack, sorry, draft pick, I would bet on the under. There's not a lot of talent on this roster. But they don't. They don't. Like, maybe halfway through the season, they have a win. But I think at the end, second half of the season, when teams start tanking... Mm, they're picking up those Brooklyn easy Eastern is, Conference wins. Yeah. And, right. and Brooklyn is trying to win. They're trying to build a culture. Mm. They have the Spurs, or I believe Sean Marks came from the Spurs, something like this, or he's a Spursy guy or whatever. Yeah, he likes silver and black. I don't know. Yeah. Someone looked at him and like, it looks pretty Spursy. He likes barbecue. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, I believe this is a team that's trying to win, and they they got D'Angelo Russell, they got Jeremy Lin, oh. and they're trying to win. Trying to win, Take a deep breath there. And yeah. Musk, uh, okay, so okay, don't look, <laughs> the, don't look at the roster. But Maybe he'll be rejuvenated playing for a Russian. Maybe you know he'll be bringing in Pokerov, bringing in Russian hookers and things like that, which I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know why he couldn't get in L.A., but yeah. I get, um, I, 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 get I get that. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of Brooklyn. There's a little Brooklyn hype. There's a little Brooklyn hype train moving. Saying that really? Yeah. Actually, I haven't heard about that. I'm I've just been, betting on that. I've been hearing podcasts pick. talking about like how the, that Boston pick might not be a top five. You know, it might not be a top five with the way Brooklyn. Because again, they have no incentive to play for the bottom. They've got no reason to tank. And like you said, at the end of the year, a lot of teams are going to be looking at that. You know, and the teams that are, have the best shot, the fast track to the uh, the number one pick are going to be Eastern Conference teams because the conference is so weak. Yeah. So uh, it, it, almost it, like it, they it, can't help but beat up on each other a little bit, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, yeah, I see it. I, I see the logic, yeah. So, yeah, but this was also my logic last year and I lost. So yeah. I was like, they can't possibly lose. Yeah. They had the worst record. <laughs> yeah, they so. And they lost so hard, and, and Boston got the number one pick. But I, I traded, uh, yeah, which is where I, I stopped. I, I just think that this year the Eastern Conference – and even the Western Conference, maybe even more so. I think yeah. there's gonna be some some hard tankers. I think there's yeah. gonna be some teams that are like, after 20 games, they look around like, we're not even gonna 
crack the playoffs. Like, I mean, we're already seeing tank hard. people. Re- and because, I mean, last year's draft was it is considered to be uh, a, a, an incredibly deep draft. I was about to Very. say historically, but you can't say historically about players who haven't played basketball yet. So they were considered an incredibly deep draft. This year's draft but coming up is historically good. It's historically amazing. Uh, this year's draft is considered very top-heavy. And in a fantastic way, the top five are considered some of the best, one of the better top five we've had in a very long time. But there's a significant drop-off after that top five. Uh, so, but did you hear? It just came out today. Michael Bagley, which I I didn't know yeah. who he was. Didn't know who he was. I'm not sure it's he, Michael, but yeah, Bagley for sure. Yeah, might be a Mark. In Bagley, he in Bagley. reclassified. He's reclassified. Which, I, I don't know how that. This is works. a topic like, for another podcast. This is amazing. This, yeah, this is a topic. He is how one of the top shady five. is that? How he, shady is that? That he's, he just reclassified. Like, what is that? Yeah. Well, it's under the NCAA. is uh, the very specific rules. The subset of uh, Article Three, Section Two, which is. If you're really, really good, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, this is a strictly adhered to rule. Um, yeah, they, they, they follow it very, very specifically. But I heard they're meeting to erase that rule. <laughs> yeah, he's playing for Duke though, so you know that you know Coach K will, will raise him the right way. He'll be you know like he'll be a young, upstanding young man. <laughs> Carmelo on speed dial, kicking people's yeah. in the knees like everyone USA USA team speed dial. Bagley, well you got Bagley, so you've you got, got that European with, guy, Michael Porter, Michael Porter, that European dude, Donkey Luca Donkic or whatever like that. Luka Donkey, Donkey uh, style. I'm not, I'm not familiar with him, but... Uh, and two others. Uh, there's two other guys. Also but, big men. Also big men. A huge year for big men. These versatile, enormous... Because the NBA is really content. shifting to big men. Like you, uh, you, know, I mean, you, you really need a five that can post. Bagley's, Bagley's flashing that three-point range. I, I, some I, of the I've honestly never men. heard of him. Yeah. I, I've never seen any footage. I know Michael Porter really well. I've watched a lot of his footage. Yeah. Porter, but also I, a big man. 6'10". But I've never heard of him Bagley. But yeah. uh, apparently... What ESPN says is he's the clear number one pick, which is crazy because Michael Porter was the clear number one pick. Yeah. And so a guy I one mean, year younger than him. Bagley's a he's a he's a legit seven footer who is he's just that a big. freak wow. in the open court. Just wow. a, a freak in the open court. Wow. Uh, on in the half court definitely appears to struggle from the the two minute YouTube video I've seen. Like I'm talking like I'm like I'm a scout. Like I know this guy, but he's a freak in the open court. He's not the like freak. He he's flashed a little bit of three point skill. He certainly has. He has the body. He's one of those okay. seven-foot guys who moves fluidly. I got a hot take. He's not a Greg Odin. Sam, you know, can, you, can yeah. you give me an introduction? Yeah. Bruh, 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 Off the bench, heat check for Matty Ice. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coach, put you in. We need some points real quick. Matty, get in there. We got... You get the ball, you shoot it. The NBA is all about unicorns. We got Porzingis. We got Towns. <laughs> we got Bagley. We got... We got, we got uh, Bill Simmons on the podcast. That's amazing. We got Anthony Davis. We got man. We got so many big men that are changing the Malcolm game. Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. Sorry. He's a point guard. And none of them have made the playoffs. Like, yeah. it, like it's all about like all these these big men. They can dribble and they can shoot, but like, yeah. what what the fuck have they done? Like, what what's anyone done? I, and I get like it's it's a new breed of players, and mm-hmm. we gotta give them a little bit of time. But like, mm-hmm. like. Aren't we, like, watching the NBA every day? Aren't we, like, seeing and witnessing what wins, which is, like, skilled point guards yeah. and a shooting guard, like, and, you know, maybe some rim protection, but, like, what are these these big men that can be amazing in the open court and run like yeah. Gazelle? Like, what have they actually done? And if you ever watch Porzingis, like, going for a layup, like, if you see him, like, make a, a sick move where he just mm. he starts in the free throw line and just makes a cut and just, like... Makes these huge like giraffe steps, 
yeah. and then falls down, it's like 50-50, this guy's going to break his knee. Like, Dude, he yeah, is so this big is and so weird. about with Porzingis. I don't know. Like, they showed some off-season workout video of Porzingis going at the weight room in Russia. And like, he was, it was just like these little, these little baby weights, man. He was doing bent-over rows. And you're looking at what he's pulling back. And he, I get it. He's a young guy. But, like, man, like, you're not moving anyone off the block with that but kind of strength. It, it, and you're just so tall. You have so far to fall. And, yeah. and NBA players fall all the time. And when you're driving to the basket... Taking the foul, you're you're gonna fall. I'm like, yeah. I, I just I, I don't yeah, know. This I, new I, I, unicorn I, thing, yeah. I mean, but we haven't seen any unicorn like like look at Golden State. Their yeah. their big man is Draymond Green, who's six foot six. Yeah. Like like well, arguably their big man is Kevin Durant, who's six eleven. So if you get in the six eleven guy who looks that good in the open court, Bagley's young. I'm not saying he's gonna be a Durant. That's fair, but Durant Durant is the counterpoint. Yeah. For some reason, he's not really considered a big man because he's mm-hmm. he's spent so much time on the outside and yeah he's so but he's got that great way of moving but yeah you, i don't know you're right that that is the, the counterpoint like, he's the one person who sort of succeeded but like i, I don't really see anyone else like you look at like top 10 nba players like yeah i, I mean like not potential but just like production yeah and besides durant there's no like tall gangly Big man, you know, like, it's point guards. That big, yeah. But I think that moving forward, the NBA skill that you, you hear emphasized over and over is that rim protection. I think that I think that's going to remain a big thing, you know. The one thing that was but, interesting to me was to hear Steve Kerr talk about the Warriors after the uh, after their championship year, where he clearly came out, well, we all kind of know, but he said it very publicly that Kevin Durant's the best player on that team by far. And he said that Kevin Durant's the number one player on the team, is the best hmm. player, he thinks he's the best player in the world. And he was even asked, like, well, we, we, you, you got Steph Curry on your team. Is there anything like that? He's like, no, like, Steph Curry is amazing at what he does. He's one of the best shooters. He is the best shooter of all time, the best shooter I've ever seen. But what Kevin Durant offers in terms of defense and rim protection, Steph is not in the same, in the same category on both ends of the court as that guy. And so I still think that fixation, but it is. You, you do raise a good point. You know, we're still waiting on Anthony Davis to be that transformational player. You know, like, he was, he was dropping some big numbers last year. Pelicans still didn't win shit. What kind of player is he going to be? What kind of player are these other new unicorns? Will Embiid ever stay healthy for a season? It's going to be interesting, but the big man, that uh, that allure still is there. And, and um, where do you find the next Steph Curry? You know, that's another interesting thing. Where do you evaluate? How do you evaluate those point guards? But How do you find it, a Dame Lillard? How do you find a guy like that? I think like they're that? everywhere. I think yeah. that's why no one wants to trade for Kyrie, because everyone has a starting point guard. Yeah, that's a... The, the, I mean, that's interesting, but with the creativity of Kyrie, with the, the guy who, you know, like, who can... Who can He's who can, an upgrade over a lot of point guys. battle in seven but every team's got a starting hit point guard. That's true. That's true. It's interesting. Anyway. So, so speaking of the Pelicans, they're on my list, Good, but, they, right. but they are not my, my, my next over. My second most confident over is the Wizards. The Wizards. Oh, my goodness. Okay, As what we you, mentioned, they're... What are they at? Give me their line. They're at 46 and a half. You like that over, huh? So, this is going to be a common theme of mine. Brooklyn from the Eastern Conference was my first over. <laughs> the Wizards is my are my second over. I, I just think their their talent is too. It's just too deep, and they're going to play such a a weak schedule. And I think they're they're probably going to get better. Like I think all three of their their stud players 
are just gonna bet it. I Wall, do like Wall. I like Wall a lot. I like Wall, Wall a lot. Porter, Beal, like they're all going to get better. Like this is not a team that's is aging. Porter a stud? Can we call Porter a stud? He gets paid like a stud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think yeah, he gets yeah. paid more than Wall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he gets paid more than Wall. So I, I really like the over because forty six and a half, like that's just like you're winning, you know, fifty five percent of your games. Like I, I think they're better than that. Like I think. Where do you see them in the Eastern Conference? Are they, are they the four seed, the three seed? Are they a two seed? Where, where are they at this year? I think they're a three seed. I think they're a three seed. So you yeah. think Toronto drops? You think Toronto I think Toronto drops? Because you're not saying Celtics are dropping. God damn. No, <laughs> no I, I got Celtics locked in at the five seed. Yeah, they're looking solid. The five seed. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. I, I, uh, I have Celtics as the, the one seed. Between this and sure. 16 For and sure. one. This but I, I don't like their over, but I have the Celtics as the one seed. But I love the Wizards. Over 46 and a half. Like that's 41 is 50, 50. Like you're winning half your game. So. I mean, I think they're just a lot better than that, and yeah, the Eastern Conference is just there's just not there's just no, I like I like who, picking wins for the Eastern who's Conference. Who's in their way? But who's remember, their way? someone still has to lose. Well, Brooklyn's in their way. Apparently, you like them winning thirty games. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> Brooklyn will sweep them. Like, they're in different conferences. So. I mean, they're in different divisions. Divisions. Oh yeah, that. that so the only, it's only two losses for the Wiz. Well, you mentioned the team that I have at number two, um, and we might as well hit on as well because they're good to talk about with Washington. I got my Celtics at number two, fifty-four and a half. I like that over for sure. What were they last year? Fifty. I think last year they were exactly, they were high fifties, right? Was it not? I'll look. Keep talking. Ooh. I like the Celtics. Uh, I like the Celtics. Why do you like the Celtics? Games. Um, I, I I agree with your idea that wins are coming to the Eastern Conference, but we got to remember that wins are not coming to all the teams in the Eastern Conference because some of those teams got to get the shit beat out of them. I think the Celtics are gonna feast on the East this year. I think they're gonna feast on the East. We got no, no. I can't. Oh, you can't click my thing. Some people can't use Mac. My computer is a piece of shit. Celtics, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, not the draft. So uh, I like them. I like them feasting on the East. I like the. See, I like them getting in there. If um, I had to guess, I would say they won fifty-two games last year. Not high fifty. I'd say fifty-two. That's my guess. Fifty-two games last year. That, that's my guess. Let's see. We'll see what it is. Let's see. Fifty-three. All right. So you're very close. So this is predicting a, a increase of. We need. You need to get two wins to hit that over. I think Gordon Hayward's worth at least that. I think a year of Jalen Brown's worth at least that. I think adding Jason Tatum's worth at least that. I think the Celtics got much, much stronger. I think they added a piece that they really need, which is a knockdown, consistent shooter in Gordon Hayward. I'm very excited about their offseason. I love it. I, I, I love and it. I think the Celtics, 100%, I'm putting this on. Do we have our board for the locks, the things we're guaranteeing for the year going forward? We talk about it every podcast, but we never have anything. We're going to buy a whiteboard very soon. Uh, but the... The Celtics are making a move before the trade deadline. 100%. Celtics are making a move before the trade deadline. In which way? They have five draft picks over the next two years. The Celtics, Danny Ainge understands the value of draft picks and of acquiring those. I don't think they're getting rid of their Brooklyn pick. I don't think they're getting rid of that Sacramento protected, potentially protected Lakers pick. But they also have their own two picks for the next two years, and I believe it's the Clippers pick, or is it a, it's something that was acquired in the in the in the Isaiah Thomas convolutions, or oh, probably a Suns pick. Yeah. Did, did they ever get? Did they ever? They, did they ever uh, actually actualize their their Doc Rivers Clippers pick? The Doc. Oh, I would like to see what that actually turned into. That'd be a fun one to chase down. But it. it what I'm I saying is they have a second round. They've got five picks over these next two years. Uh, I think that. A lot of people criticize Danny Ainge. I think he's keeping his powder dry. I think he's going to go into this year. They know Isaiah's got one year left. I think they're going to see how this team looks 
And I think they'll see how Tatum and how especially how Brown look going into the season. And I think that they are a great candidate for a pre-deadline deal from a team that maybe is pivoting away from trying to be a winner and maybe pivoting towards that tanking zone. And um, just trying to accrue picks. And trying to accrue and is trying to pick up some picks in the meantime and Celtics have picks to spare. And I think the Celtics pick up I think they make an addition moving into the playoffs. I think they get ready. I think they bolster that. I think there's a couple teams you could look at as teams that might be sellers near the trade deadline because, you, as you talked about, teams are going to start tanking for this top five. I think it's going to be a tanky year. I think Danny Ainge kept his powder dry. I think his best, best move is yet to come. I think he's going to pull something off. That seems rare among Boston fans. It seems like he's uh, trying to be chased out. Chased out of the town with torches, but uh, I think Jason Tatum's summer league performance gave a, a lot of people calmed down a lot of folks. a little more credibility. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it was a a timeline thing. Like I think if right now Indiana and the Chicago Bulls wanted to trade Paul George mm-hmm. and Jimmy Butler, I think Danny Ainge would give them the equivalent package of like you know picks maybe. Like maybe for Butler, maybe the, maybe it's the Brooklyn pick for Butler. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a a decent player like Smart and a Celtics pick for George. I think he would have done that. It was just it was a timeline thing. Like let me pitch you a hypothetical right now. Ooh, I love hypotheticals. Let's say we're 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 a week away from the NBA trade deadline. Steph Curry's out for the year with ankle injuries. Hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder things aren't going well. Ooh. Teams didn't mesh. Uh, Enos Cantor got hurt. He had a terrible uh, mustache-waxing-related injury. He's, he's horrible burns on his face. He's out for the season as well. Their second unit's not scoring. They're, 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 they're out of the playoff picture, shockingly. Why don't the Celtics trade for Paul George at the deadline? That's interesting. I mean, and the price would be so low. Celtics look good, but they need another score, another wing defender. The Western Conference looks a little vulnerable. Why, you know, why? Yeah, it, why not? Why is that not a win-win for everyone? The Celtics don't need Paul George from the beginning of the season. If if everyone knows he's pretty much a one-year rental anyway, why not make sure and see what you really got for the year before you make that one-year rental? They, you know, they they still have those draft picks. They still have those 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 pieces. If Oklahoma City come trade deadline has nothing to lose and they're, and they're not doing it, maybe George springs free. Maybe George is available at that point. You know, honestly, I don't even like George on the Celtics. I think you guys have too many threes already. Yeah. The, the player I think would be great would be Butler. But he's, he's not going to be retraded because yeah. he's, he's in Minnesota. But, yeah, you're right. Like, Paul George is available. And just there's going to be some teams that just get off to a slow start. Like, I mean, it, you know. There's going to be it, sellers it, this trade deadline. Yeah. It, so it, could, it could be Portland and yeah. then you get C.J. McCollum because, like, hey, we can't play defense. It's not going to work. Or, like, yeah. there's just an infinite amount of teams that that uh, are gonna be are gonna be sellers and it's great to have the pick. So yeah, I like it. So uh, so let's hit let's hit our number one. Here. Number one here is coming in. All right, so uh, I almost want to change it to Boston now because I, I just talked myself into the <laughs> trade deadline deal. Um, I love my number one team for the overs in 2017-2018. The Denver Nuggets only getting 43 and a half wins. Are you kidding me? They added Millsap. This team, I, I love what the Denver Nuggets are doing. 43 and a half wins. Is barely above 500. They're going to be a plus 500 team. Denver Nuggets are my number one pick. I, I don't like it. I, I think in the Western Conference, I, it's close. I, I think it's a stay away. Yeah. Like I, I, I think they're a better team. Yeah. They, they haven't lost anyone. I, I think Nurkic, which is Portland's best player. But uh, 
I think best player. <laughs> Myers Leonard is just is, 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 is he's booking the next flight <laughs> to tell you in international airport. He's got plenty of time. He's, he's not he's playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, I I just think like choosing a a weak Western Conference team is just it's just a gamble. Like like maybe yes, maybe no. Like same with Portland. I mm. I have a I have the Pelicans as one of my under spoiler alert. Oh, uh, but I, I won't say which one. Uh, it could be one, two, three. But uh. I just think like these kind of like weak Western Conference teams like it's not these aren't teams I want to put my money in. I've been over my reasons for Denver before. Just to quickly recap, I love the Millsap addition, the way he spaces the floor at the four to play with uh, the Joker. Um, I'm also betting half of my life savings on Emmanuel Mudia, comeback player of the year. So it's kind of a hand in hand. Yeah, thing. this is. I'm handcuffing we need to myself put this on the. I'm whiteboard. all in, I'm all in on the. I mean. People are talking about Kyrie Irving being traded for Jamal Murray. People love Jamal Murray. I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I'm all I'm 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 all in the Nuggets this year. I'm wearing my Nuggets shirt right now. He's wearing, wearing my old school Skyline yeah, Nuggets shirt. How did you get this Skyline Nuggets shirt? I bought this in, in middle school, man. I used to wear like really really baggy clothes in middle school because I thought that was cool. Sam, so now the shirt fits me. Yeah. You were an obese child, right? <laughs> no, so you can just tell us. Sam, I wish you have a baggy shirt on right now, and you're trying to tell me you bought it. I wish store. I could put on weight like that, man. I wish I bought this and a Patriots patch shirt at the same uh, the same store. I lost my Patriots patch shirt, probably to an ex girlfriend. That's the way it always goes down. Sherry's trying to take this one, and I'm like, nah, nah, it's not happening. So this is my Denver Nuggets Sky Skyline Nuggets. shirt. That's it's a great. beautiful shirt. It's got the trim. It's a beautiful shirt. I love it. I love it. It's falling <laughs> off me at this point, but it's a fantastic uh, t-shirt. The Denver New Jay. The old skyline, yeah, that's that's my team. All right. Well, well, unfortunately, it's been thirty minutes, and we always cut the podcast off at thirty minutes, so we gotta go. But Boo! oh wait, we got <laughs> an extended edition. We're going long. <laughs> We're going long. I love that's a long what? podcast. Don't you hate when Bill Simmons is like, oh, over an hour, better cut Ooh. it off, like. The people who listen to our pod, who's, who subscribe to our podcast, are gonna hate if we go hate it. They go more than one hour. Like, oh, my drive's exactly one hour. Why? They're gonna Why be shaking a, a fist. Longer? Oh, you Simmons. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're going like a little no bit long. Like headphones. <laughs> <laughs> we're going a little bit long. But this yeah. is this is bonus. This is because this is what our fans want. We've got a couple comments. Yeah. And we love it, and we uh, we appreciate you, the listener, and uh, we're trying to yeah. give you what you want. And we got some fire coming in. Starting with my number one over. I've said it also on the podcast a little bit before, but Clippers at 41 and a half. Oh, 50, like Clippers. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Clippers. Yeah. This is the Western Conference thing, which I just said, hey, don't bet on the Weak Western <laughs> Conference teams, yeah. Guys whose best players start the season on the bench, yeah. I mean, if they didn't play but, the Nuggets four times, I'd be dead. <laughs> I just think their, their problem has been their bench, and they just upgraded it amazingly. They got mm-hmm. Beverly... Griffin, Jordan, uh, Decker. <laughs> they they, yeah. they got they got some dudes that got yeah. Montes Harrell, Montes Harrell. The guy has uh, more consonants in his name per vowel than I think any other player in the yeah. NBA, right? Because he doubled up the L's and he's got the the R Z, the, yeah, the, the uh, T R Z combo. Yeah, that's it's, more. It's pretty rough. That's more consonants per vowel than most players' names. And then you got, you know, Austin Rivers, who, who has actually proven himself to be an NBA player as much as he was a joke before. I mean, he's still, like, it's still, yeah. it's still funny. Yeah. When the when your third best point about your number one over is Austin Rivers, I don't feel great. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. I just think, I just think Griffin's going to be really good with the ball in his hand. That, I think, no, I that's totally what I agree think. with That's you. what I think. I think he's going to be at the top of the key, 
And it's going to be weird to see an offense mm-hmm. with a big man at the top of the key. And I think it's going to be strange for a lot of NBA teams. And the NBA teams don't have time to prepare for their opponents during oh, the season. Oh, so you're season. saying it's going to be like, a, like, like, the, like in college when you get that full court press. Like, yeah, it, exactly. Month, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and oh, prepare for it. Or yeah. maybe even when you play the Pelicans and they have like Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. You're no, like, you mostly still like, win those games. Yeah, <laughs> you mostly still like, win those you're games. You're like, oh, hey, hey, Zeller, play, guard both those dudes. Like... <laughs> Hey, well, I don't know what your first name is, but just Brother Zeller, whatever. Kaminsky, Frank. Number Tank. three, whatever you yeah, are. Which Zeller is this? <laughs> so uh, not another Zeller. No, I like I, I like that I like that one. Uh, uh, if Griffin was starting the season on the court playing basketball, I'd feel better about it. But it's uh, it, it's how long is he out for? What's what's his what's his timetable? I don't mean to push questions I, 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 I myself don't. Know. I believe it was like three to four months. Like it, that's. It's rough. That's yeah, rough. This is actually. I, I'm kind of going back. This is probably. This is the thing. But that is very low. Forty one and a half. That's that's fifty fifth. That's a five hundred record. Yeah, and they were the team that's been. They were the fifth seed last year, and I I don't think they got worse. But yeah, you're right about the Griffin thing. Honestly, like I saw this and I was like, wow, the Clippers are a lot better than this. But yeah. this is probably a stay away. Like, even even though I'm saying it, it's my greatest bet, I'm actually saying it's it, it could be a stay away yeah. because. When you're involving injuries and it's just like you're just putting too much risk and yeah. too many variables. But And the thing is, the I average gambler, the average fan is optimistic. People like optimism. Sure. They like banging overs. That's not where you're going to find the best value. Where are you going to find the best value, Matt? You're going to find in the under. But bang, that's what's coming up next for you guys. We're going to hit you with the podcast, going over our best three unders. This one went long. We went into bonus time right there. There you go. We can call it Sabonis time. It doesn't matter. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's all good. This Trade has been for Paul George. Yeah, this has been Dunk You Very Much, uh, Taiwan's number one English language NBA podcast. We're going to hit you next time. NBA unders coming at you. For now, Matt and Sam, we're out.